Now that's the way to begin a faith in action program here on Catholic Radio. And Got that a, right. And there's a reason that we're using that particular music, and we'll explain that as we go along. But I uh, want to remind you, if you've got last-minute Christmas shopping to do and will be using Amazon, maybe, maybe they can still get it to you. But if you're using Amazon, be sure to use Amazon Smile or smile.amazon. Uh, go there first. Register Catholic Radio India as your favorite charity. Then whenever you shop on Amazon, you don't have to do anything else. Have You only register once. And then anytime you use Amazon, Catholic Radio gets a small percentage of whatever it is you purchase. So if you can help us out that way and got some Christmas shopping yet to do, you'll be uh, doing us a big favor. So smile.amazon or you can go to our website, catholicradioindy.org. And you'll see a Amazon logo on the right-hand side of our website there. Just click on that, and you'll go to a website, ask a couple little questions. And what charity do you want to support? Be sure to put Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Be sure to use all three words. Well, that's not our normal intro, and uh, that's there's a reason for that, uh, because it's beginning to look and sound a lot like Christmas, and we hope that uh, intro will get you into the Christmas spirit today. And we're going to be talking about an upcoming Festival of Carols performed by the Indianapolis Symphonic Choir. And our guest to talk about that is Liam Bonner. He's the executive director of the Indianapolis Symphonic Choir. So welcome to Faith in Action. And a faithful Catholic, too. Welcome, Liam. Yes, thank you. Glad to be here again. It's great to to be with you guys uh, virtually today. Amen. That's it's it's awesome. It's awesome. We've we've talked to so many different organizations and ministries and things that have been affected one way or the other by the COVID virus, and I just can't imagine <laughs> any organization being more effective than uh, one like yours. It involves all kinds of different people and would normally involve rehearsals and everything like that. I, I, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you're not kidding. It's it's insane for, for choral groups, especially. We're, we're considered super spreaders uh, because of the, the aerosol aspect oh, yeah. of the virus. And yeah. so singing is actually not not very safe uh, just naturally. Right. Um, so sure. we have to take lots of precautions um, for, our, for the rehearsals and the way that we've... Uh, put Festival of Carols together this year. Sure, as the uh, music teachers all taught us, you got to open your mouth and really sing out. Well, <laughs> in normal times, that's a good thing. Well, yeah. well, let, let's talk about the Festival of Carols. It's celebrating 30 years this year. Is that correct? It is. It's a milestone year for us, and it would, of course, have been lovely to have been able to be in person with everyone celebrating it, but um, I think we've come up with a really great way of, of being able to continue this holiday tradition um, that is, is much beloved by, by the community here. Um, we actually are, are we filmed it, um, and it will be broadcast on, on my indie TV, Channel 23. That's a Wish TV uh, channel, and it will be free to the public on, on Monday, December 21st at 7 p.m., so that, uh, that Monday before Christmas, um, tune in. And then following that broadcast, if you happen to not uh, be in the area or no friends or family that aren't in the area to get that television channel, 
um, you'll be able to access uh, the, re- the production on demand on our website and our YouTube channel. And that's really awesome. I, I want to ask you, Liam, how long is the performance? I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's such a wonderful performance. I mean, you can't listen to this music and not just go away, like so joy-filled and, and really in the Christmas spirit. Tell us a little bit about um, the performance itself. I'm, I'm curious, where is it going to be? Are you going to be at the Palladium? Or are you going to be at your, where do you normally, uh, where is this going to be filmed at? Yeah, it's, it's um, so traditionally the show would be approximately two hours with an intermission, you know, when you're live and in person. Uh, this year with, with people getting um, maybe a little Zoom fatigue or, or binging Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, looking at a screen may not be optimal. Um, and so we've condensed it to an hour-long special, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's got a mix of some numbers that were filmed with our guest artist, Angela Brown, uh, at the Palladium uh, for her solo numbers so that we still have that, that beautiful setting. Um, and just we have a little bit of a time stamp on this production because the hall is empty, but Angela is still there cre- uh, creating this beautiful music um, that that's just inspiring and, and, and is everything about this season, um, you know, from Advent and, and, and the joy of Christmas. Um, and we do a mix of sacred and secular. Um, so you'll see some productions or some video from previous production. The very first entry number uh, is a Jingle Bells that we did from a few years ago that was already pre-recorded, so that folks have that idea of what that full choral orchestral sound is that we typically have. And then we have two virtual choirs uh, that will be included in this production. Our choir members recorded these uh, safely at their home, uh, <laughs> on their on their phones, uh, and then we send them all in to be produced. The back end of producing these virtual choirs is quite the task. It, it um, must be incredible because everybody, or most everybody, has now been exposed to Zoom <laughs> meetings, <laughs> and you know how chaotic a simple Zoom meeting can be with four or five participants. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Can you move over? And there's a, a little bit of delay and lag and different things like that. And somehow or another, you've gotten all of the members of the uh, group each to sing their own part without hearing the other parts and have pieced it all together and yet it all matches. How, how does that happen? Yeah, some brilliant uh, audio and video engineers. Um, uh, it's all timed, um, and so they're able to go in and, and work their magic. Um, in fact, we, we released two virtual choirs already. Um, both were sort of part of our Sacred Masterworks series. Uh, we did the Mozart Ave Verum Corpus that was released at the end of August and uh, a selection from Mendelssohn's Elijah, He Watching Over Israel. And both of those uh, are available for viewing still on our YouTube channel. Just look up Indianapolis Symphonic Choir on YouTube, find our channel, and and you'll get a taste of what those virtual choirs are like. And the two pieces this year, um, we're really proud that we were able to honor um, two great traditions and commitments that, that we have uh, at the Symphonic Choir for Festival of Carols. The first is at our annual gala. Uh, one of the silent auction items is to name a carol at Festival of Carols. And so the highest bidder gets to pick one of the selections that the choir performs uh, for the production. And so this year's winner uh, happens to be a choir member, actually. His name is Will Lamschultz, and he selected 
Welcome Christmas from The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, um, which, as our artistic director, Eric Stark, likes to say, is so appropriate. He, he sort of thinks that COVID is like The Grinch, that, you know, COVID <laughs> can take these things away from us. Yes. But, you know, Christmas is still here. Uh, you know, Christ is born, um, and it's it's a glorious thing. And, and, and yes, we can't be together physically, but yeah. it's a wonderful thing. Now, in these virtual concerts, the pieces of music you're singing are incredibly complicated, and each person or each group is singing different parts of music that have to go together to make the song proper the finished production proper do while one person is singing at home do they hear the other people or are they entirely on their own yeah the way it works is we actually create guide tracks for the singers um so they have they're listening in one earbud uh, to the recording and they're then recording themselves on their phone um so when you play it back on your phone, it, it's just you singing your line a cappella, oh, wow. and it sounds really weird, but you're following along the accompaniment, sort of like a karaoke uh-huh. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and there are different tracks that you can follow. You can follow, if you're a bass, you want to follow the bass line and hear that a little more prominently. You can listen to that track. Um, but if you want to hear more balanced, uh, there's a track that has soprano, alto, tenor, bass very evenly uh, dispersed so that you can fit in and, and find your line. Um, so we try to make it as convenient as possible for, for our choir members. And let me tell you, they've really risen to the challenge. Oh. Technology is not everyone's friend. <laughs> um, and we had 90 submissions uh, from our choir for the Welcome Christmas. Wow. And then the annual Christmas Carol Commission competition, we were also able to honor that tradition uh, select a winner, and that piece is a virtual choir this year. Um, and we had 81 submissions, 81 singers participated in that one. So huge turnout. Now, people singing uh, at home, as you were describing, I, I would imagine not everybody did it perfectly on their first take. You probably had to you know, back up and try that again, and uh, we'll call you back later for you know, do- one thing or another. Dog, <laughs> dog barks, possibly. You know, <laughs> kid walks in and says something. Um, you know, I mean, oh, yeah, fire truck goes by the front of the bloopers. house. <laughs> yeah, there's some great bloopers online about, you know, there, uh, there's a whole video of just people's bloopers from trying virtual choirs. Not, not our choirs, but... Other folks yeah. have tried them, um, and exactly things that you're talking about, or the the camera falls over, you know, <laughs> while you're recording, so you've got to start over, and um, you know, there's there's probably a few choice words used <laughs> in frustration. But don't make the final cut. <laughs> no, hopefully not. But well, you in in addition to being. Um, uh, just a world premiere, wonderful uh, symphonic choir. You might actually get a, a technology award too for for uh, music mixing. So that's 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 quite well, a feat. I have to tell you, it, it wouldn't be us specifically. It'd be the fabulous engineers that we've hired to do it. But they they really do an amazing job. Um, for Festival of Carols, uh, virtual choirs were using um, our good friend uh, Michael Graham at the Lodge um, here in Indy. Um, so one of the other things that we wanted to focus on as we were reimagining our season was supporting local businesses as much as possible, um, supporting our local community. Um, so it's been great to to work with Wish, um, to work with Mike Graham at the Lodge, um, and it, it's been a 
I'm really excited for everyone to see the final product. Yeah, I can't wait. And before we go into break, uh, give us a um, tell us the date and time and where people can watch this. Uh, yes, absolutely. Monday, December 21st at 7 p.m. on My Indie TV channel 23. That's a Wish television station. Um, and you'll see the 30th anniversary of Festival of Carols uh, with virtual choir premieres, um, great songs that you know and love that you can sing along to from home. Um, and we even have a special guest. Yes. Um, we were able to, to, you know, snag Santa for, for a brief visit. Ooh, wow. Uh, That'll be fun. During, during our filming. Yeah, he had a few moments, uh, of course, uh, as he's prepping. But uh, he's joined us again this year as well. All right, we need to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Liam Bonner, Executive Director of the Indianapolis Symphonic Choir, to talk more about Festival of Carol. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. Have you ever thought about joining the Catholic Church? Have you just wanted to explore the Catholic faith? All you need to do is call your local Catholic Church for more information. We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. Ever since we've been on the air at Catholic Radio, we've always wanted to have billboards, but they just don't fit in our budget. And since you'll probably never see a real billboard for us, I'm going to ask you to do something, to imagine one. In your mind, picture a large, empty billboard. Yeah, that's it. Now pick a background color, any color at all. Okay, then across the top of your billboard, put just two words. Catholic Radio. Make them really big. Then, below that in even bigger letters, put 89.1 and 90.9 FM. Wow, that's a great billboard. Now, if this billboard were real, all of your friends and neighbors could see it. And they'd know all about Catholic Radio. But since it's only an imaginary billboard, we're going to have to depend on you to tell your friends about Catholic Radio. Remember, Catholic Radio 89.1 and 90.9 FM. Oh, and by the way, nice choice on that background color. It really looks good. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Liam Bonner. He's the executive director of the Indianapolis Symphonic Choir, and we're talking about the awesome event, um, the Festival of Carols, which will be on TV this year, um, December 21st at 7 p.m. on Wish TV. And Liam, um, we have some local people that are pretty famous and talented that are going to be featured in this talk about that we've got angela brown talk about her yeah absolutely we've got our fabulous guest artist this year 
uh, Angela Brown. She's a native of Indianapolis. Um, she is a total superstar. Um, she's a famous opera singer, been singing all over the world. Um, I believe she's sung on six continents. Wow. Um, she's, she's sung at the Metropolitan Opera, um, but she still bases herself here in Indy. Um, so we were thrilled that she was available. Um, we had booked her before all the COVID had hit, so we were hoping to have her uh, live and in person. Um, but she's just such a joy to work with when we proposed this idea of, you know, how we're going to produce Festival of Carols this year. We wanted to honor our contract with her. You know, artists right now are struggling big time. Um, a lot of my former colleagues are out of have been out of work um, since March. There are no performances happening. Um, they're struggling to make ends meet, and so we as the Symphonic Choir wanted to do everything that we could to support our artists um, as well. And we were fortunate enough to be able to do that, and so Angela was more than willing to get on board with this, this new uh, production uh, revamp. And we recorded her at the, the Palladium, where we typically have um, some of our performances for Festival of Carols. And it's, it's just very exciting. She does um, three selections. Um, she does a gorgeous a cappella piece uh, called Sweet Little Jesus Boy. Um, she also does um, an R&B uh, hit this Christmas. Uh, and then has some of our symphonic choir backup singers and a steel drum for Mary's boy child. Oh, wow. Uh, so we've got quite the eclectic mix of, of styles uh, for, for Festival of Carols this year and what Angela's providing. And uh, if you've not heard her, you definitely don't want to miss this production. Um, she's just absolutely glorious, and it's so fun uh, to hear her, to watch her. Um, incredibly engaging artist um, and just such a personality that just sucks you right in. I want to talk about this other um, competition that you have, the annual Christmas Carol Commission competition. Talk yeah, that's a mouthful. It is, it? and I, I, I had to, so, onomatopoeia, one of those uh, really, really rough, but but yeah, talk, talk about that. I, I think that's just such an inspiring um, competition that you offer for young um, composers. Talk a little bit about that and about this year's winner and what they composed. This year, I believe, marked the 11th year mm-hmm. of, the, of the competition, uh, so it was started before I arrived here. Um, and it's it's been it's part of the symphonic choir's commitment to the future of choral music, um, and so we we uh, have this competition for composers age thirty five and under, um, and we encourage them to write a a four part choral arrangement for Festival of Carols. The text can be of their choosing, though we do give some parameters uh, because you don't want the same material all the time, um, and. Um, you know, we had we had submissions this year. I think we had the most submissions we've ever had. It was probably due to COVID because folks had some time on their hands. Yeah. Um, it's also the highest, according to artistic director Eric Stark, it was the highest quality of submissions wow. uh, from top to bottom that we've ever mm-hmm. had. Um, so the quality uh, is excellent. The number of submissions is great. And um, we redact all the names and information before we give those music scores to Eric, mm-hmm. uh, so he's just reviewing them musically, mm-hmm. and um, it just so happened that the winner this year was a local 
composer, uh, Francisco Carbonell, who also happens to be the uh, music director at St. John the Evangelist wow. uh, Catholic Church downtown. Very good. Um, so it's a, it's particularly special. Um, that's actually my parish. Um, so again, just reminding, yeah. <laughs> I knew that Francisco was submitting, but I did not say anything to Eric. Eric totally evaluated it based on, on the composition. Now we're talking about a musical composition that they're submitting. So how do they submit it? What do they submit? A video recording, an audio recording, uh, notes on paper? What do they do? It's Well, so everything's digital these days. So they actually submit a PDF of the score that they that they put together. Um, so they just email it to us, uh, sign a little waiver, you know, stating that this is their work and um, no one else has done it because we do want to make sure that we're the first to premiere it. That's the purpose of this competition uh, as well, is that we have this ability to premiere new works. Um, and, the, and the song and, is, is Heart of God, right? Yes, it's called Heart of God. Um, uh, and... There's a great story about Francisco composing this piece. Um, he had some COVID symptoms oh. uh, in early March, uh, and he quarantined himself in a room away from his wife and four kids, um, and he worked on this piece while he was in quarantine. Um, so it's it's particularly moving to imagine. I mean, it was, it's sort of monk Esque, right, mm-hmm. uh, monk-like, um, to, to be in this room by himself and composing this piece called "Heart of God," mm-hmm. that just has even more of a, of a special bend to it. I think this year, considering what everyone's going through uh, with COVID, um, and and the way that we're able to still produce this piece for for our community, uh, so that they can hear Francisco's truly inspired work. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an epic piece, to be sure. Um, our artistic staff um, are bowled over by it. It's about seven minutes long. It's not a short piece. Um, it's intense and beautiful. Um, and our choir is over the moon about having learned it. They're excited for it. Um, we actually do a, a Tuesday evening social hour with the choir, and Francisco was our guest uh, one evening. Uh, so they got to ask him questions about how he composed the piece and what he was thinking about. And, um, it's just, it's a really special piece for the choir, and um, we are going to perform it the next time we can be together live mm-hmm. uh, so that we really get that that sound mm-hmm. in person. Is there a lot of that sort of music being written today? A lot of times when you hear choirs sing, they're singing things that were written hundreds of years ago or more. Is there a lot of new music in that field, in that genre? I guess it depends on what you mean by a lot. Um, there are definitely sort of what your what your threshold is. Um, I think there's a decent amount going on, um, and that's one of the reasons that the Symphonic Choir is so committed to making sure that that happens. We're actually uh, premiering a, a new complete choral orchestral work next season is the plan. Um, by American composer Augusta Reed Thomas for our Sacred Masterworks series. Um, and there are other choral organizations that are commissioning pieces, um, lots of symphonies. I know the, the ISO here has commissioned pieces, um, uh, you know, and they vary in length. Some are, you know, five to ten minutes long. Some are a full hour, hour mm. and a half, um, depending on, on the scope and scale. Um, could there be more going on? Yes. 
that's my personal opinion. I would love if there was more. I'm I'm a big fan of, of new music um, because it really does tell the story of who we are and where we are. You know, we we have those stories. We know what was going on in Mozart's life and Beethoven and all that sort of. Um, you know, we have all that historical reference, but I think it's nice to have that time stamp and that time capsule of who we are as a people in, you know, 2020, for instance. So tell our listeners again where they can hear it. And this is this is this is a family show, right? It, it, pretty much anybody can watch this show, right? Tell us. Oh, yes, absolutely. We want everybody to watch this show. Um, yeah, we've got it. It'll, it'll premiere on um, on Wish TV on on my indie TV channel 23 at 7 p.m. Uh, Indianapolis time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then immediately following that uh, broadcast, because we want to drive people to actually watch it on, on the television station first. Um, but then immediately following that broadcast, it will be available on our website and on our YouTube channel for on-demand streaming. So feel free to share the link with your friends and family all around the world. They'll be able to tune in for a couple months following uh, December 21st to watch this production. Now this year, you don't have to buy a ticket, but there are ways to su- support your organization, right? How, how will oh, people do that? golly gee, Jim, what a saint you are. Uh, <laughs> that's very kind of you. Yes, this, this is a completely free production. Uh, there's no paywall. Um, and uh, you'll see in the production one of the things that we're asking. Um, there is a brief moment Um where we do mention, you know, it's the 30th anniversary of Festival of Carols, and would you consider making a gift of $30 in honor of the 30th anniversary of Festival of Carols? Um, so if you're able and willing, uh, we'd be most grateful for that support. Liam Bonner, Executive Director of the Indianapolis Symphonic, Symphonic Choir. We were talking about the Festival of Carols. Thanks so much for being our guest. We're going we're gonna to lead out with some music. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be with you guys again. You bet. Merry Christmas. Did you miss something in this show or just want to hear it again? Podcasts of this and all our other great local programs are available 24-7 at catholicradioindy.org.